We had to speak to Matthew before the show because he's got a, a, um, an event tonight. And I began by asking Matthew, what does he make of the latest saga between the PSL and SAFA? Because it seems to me like it's been left until the last minute. Yeah, well, I was speaking to an agent uh, this afternoon, and then I checked the, the fixtures to confirm it. Um, it's in a month's time, obviously, ne- early November. And it just struck me that um, there hasn't been much talk about whether players will be released or not. And if you look at the fixtures over that weekend, you know, you've, you've got uh, Vitz versus Supersport and uh, Chiefs versus Pirates. Now, obviously, there are other fixtures as well. But, I mean, if you just look at the under-23 players that are involved in those two games, you can see exactly what the what the issue might be um, come the AFCON uh, under-23 finals and, more importantly, the, the Tokyo uh, Olympic Games qualifiers for, for 2020. Would you say maybe there's no foresight, there's no forward planning because we've already uh, spoken also to some of the parties and it seems like they've only started discussing this thing last week? Yeah, well, na- naturally, I mean, from the outside, uh, naturally people... Um, will jump to the conclusion that the relationship between the PSL and SAFA is not good, mm. and that is what is contributing to the whole thing. That's, that's one conclusion, obvious conclusion. Um, and certainly, if, they, if that is the case, uh, that needs to improve, first and foremost. Um, but that doesn't take away from the fact that um, our qualifiers are not streamlined. You know, um, When you do look at Europe, I know Africa does have issues with regards, um, uh, you know, being in, in different parts of the equator, and that brings into climate and weather and, and seasons uh, not corresponding, uh, whereas Europe has the luxury of, of everything corresponding, and therefore they can play their junior uh, national teams at the same time that they have FIFA breaks, whereas we don't have the, sa- the same luxury. Mm. But, but certainly I'm pretty sure there can be a system which can be worked out where um, our junior national teams can play during the FIFA breaks instead of uh, being on, on a disruptive date, you know. On that note, now with this Afcon Under Twenty Three tournament not falling on a FIFA date, what would be the right thing to do here, according to your opinion or the logical conclusion? Uh, hopefully, the the PSL can uh, postpone fixtures and 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 release those players for David Notwani and his team. Um, I think the prestige of these two tournaments is is too great. Um, and I would I would like to think that they would outweigh being a Olympian myself and having yeah. gone through the journey and and experienced uh, what, what it means exactly. Um, I would hate for um, our players to miss out on an opportunity like that. I was about to ask because you are part of that famous team that beat Brazil. Um, so you saying that the Olympics um, uh, they rank high for players is something it's a tournament that they look forward to just like any other major tournament. Yeah, absolutely, and it's and it's for the men's game. You only get one chance, really, yeah. uh, to have Olympian on your CV. Um, and and in this country, um, we've always held it in quite high regard. Um, and, and you know, a lot of people remember that team that beat Brazil. Um, but but I always remind them that we lost to Japan and Slovakia. <laughs> <laughs> and and I would love to see a team uh, progress into the into the knockouts. Um, and we certainly have the talent and ability to do so, but we need to give our full support to to, to Coach David. You know? And as a player, Matthew, do you have a say in these things, or do you wait for the club or the PSL or the association to sort it out? Uh, look, I don't think we have characters anymore that will really uh, go against the, the club or, or push their weight, so to say. Um, we've lost those types of characters, you know. Um, uh, Benny McCarthy or uh, 
Mukwena or whoever might be able to get away with insisting, you know. Um, but but these days, um, I think we suffer from a little bit of um, uh, like a yes boss mentality still. Um, and and I don't think I don't think players put enough pressure on their clubs to say, hey, look, I really want to go. This means a lot to me. What's going on? You know, um, mm. I think the players generally just keep quiet about it and let the powers that be um, sorted out. Uh, I, I don't think that that is a healthy thing. I think players need to have um, uh, input. And and how would you react if the club say, no, we're not releasing our players, it's not a FIFA date, we want our players here in camp, will that be understandable? Yeah, well, look, you, you're under contract. Um, it's your bread and butter, so you, you will have to eventually go with the club, whatever they say. Um, but, but hopefully um, the two parties can be reasonable and understand what it means to the players and to the country, uh, ultimately. Okay, that is a former under-23 player, Matthew Booth, who played in the Olympics in 2000. So he is on the side of the players. Yeah, he believes that matches should be postponed so that David Nodwane has the full support of the country. He says that Olympics are very important. It's a big deal for players. All the players want to go play in the Olympics because it's the only chance that they get to be part of the Olympic Games. Uh, so Matthew Booth wants the matches to be postponed. But let's hear from Safa. We've got the acting CEO on the line mr russell paul uh, who joins us i believe from spain mr paul good evening thank you very much for, for speaking to us and finding the time uh, to talk to us on safm uh, good evening to you and evening to the listeners uh, firstly i've got to ask you about coach mulefinseki's first win as bafana bafana head coach as the association you must be encouraged what do you take out of that game no i think obviously we, we're very encouraged and we think that uh, the old charm uh, of Madiba has put this magic, uh, continues to do so. You will recall back in uh, the 94s when uh, Madiba was inaugurated as the as the first democratically elected president, uh, coming in there at halftime, turned fortunes around for South Africa. And again, you know, we, we have a relationship now with the SABC, which uh, brought the first game back to to the public. Molefi and Seki's first match, and we picked up a victory. So, yeah, very excited, very excited for him, uh, you know, to pick up a victory in his first game, and it all goes well for the future. And talking about that deal, I was going to ask you about that. It was announced over the weekend. What exactly does it entail? No, it's, it's very, again, uh, it's a very encouraging and a positive deal. Uh, you know, we, we've been through a little bit of a rough road to uh, both parties, and we have found each other. And the deal means that we're bringing uh, to the screens, back into the homes of uh, ordinary South Africans, uh, six Bafana Bafana matches, which includes three African qualifiers, uh, the annual Nelson Mandela Challenge, and two friendlies, a pick uh, which SABC will have, uh, five Banyana Banyana matches, and very, very importantly, all the uh, development games which are contributing towards the growth in how we're moving forward with Vision 2022, Mm. which has helped our under-17 junior teams qualify for World Cups, the under-20s qualifying for World Cups, the under-23s moving in their campaign uh, uh, towards uh, uh, Tokyo, as well as uh, Papana Papana and Banyana Banyana. And then basically we're talking about the uh, under-20 boys final, the Burger King final will be on, the ABC Motsepe final will be on, the K Motsepe final will be on live, the uh, futsal championships will be on live, the beach football will be on live, the under-19 women's championships will be on live, 
and the Sassel Women's League will also be live. And I think the cherry on the top of all of that is the SABC's commitment to support uh, South, and South African football uh, as far as women's football development is concerned is that a minimum of 30 women's national team league matches will be broadcast. And that's exceptionally exciting uh, for the women's game. And we just look at uh, corporate South Africa to come on board and help support uh, the dream of those women uh, to eventually get themselves into a professional level through these games. Okay. And now let's talk about the other point that seems to be making headline. Firstly, is it true that you've, true that you've asked the PSL to postpone matches so that clubs can release players for under-23 duty? So we've gone to the PSL, we've had a meeting, and we are discussing this, uh, this matter in the interest of South African football and in the interest of the nation with an opportunity for the under-23s to go to the Olympics. So we are in discussions with them. It doesn't necessarily hinge on the fact that matches have to be postponed. We are dealing with it on the basis that uh, we are seeking the release of uh, players. Uh, And it may affect one or two games that may be uh, required to postpone. But uh, that's the last thing that uh, needs to happen because we also need stability in football. You can't just generally postpone matches. Uh, so we're working very closely with the league and very closely with the clubs. And uh, many of the clubs have uh, come to the party. So we're looking forward to that and to be able to put onto the field the best available under-23 players, uh, from not only from a South African perspective, but also the players that are playing abroad. We're also discussing those issues with their clubs there. How far are the talks and are they encouraging? Very encouraging. That's what I'm saying. You know, uh, uh, we've spoken all the way through. The coach uh, is meeting with uh, the coaches of the the PSL clubs. Uh, we've also got another meeting with another club. Uh, I think it's in this week or next week. I just can't remember. But it is very encouraging. Uh, signs from all the clubs. They understand the importance of it. Uh, they're committed to ensuring that we put our best foot forward. And when did this talk start, Mr. Pauls? And because the, the under 23s are already in Egypt. Yeah, they're in Egypt, but they're there for a friendly match. Uh, they, they, for their camp, their camp is only commencing around about the 27th of October. That's when their camp commences. Um, our first game is either the 8th or the 9th. That's still to be confirmed by the Egyptian LOC. But it's either the 8th or the 9th with our first game in November. So when did the talks start? The talks have started about 10 days ago. It sounds like it's late. Why, why, why so late when we always knew there was a junior Afghan? No, it's not, it's not necessarily late in terms of that. We've always been aware of that, but we intensified the talks uh, in the last two weeks, the last 10 days. But I'm saying, I mean, are you not being a little bit unfair of the, uh, on the PSL, only talking to them 10 days ago when, like you say, you've known for a long time that there's a junior Afghan? No, I think, I think if you're saying that we are the only people who know that there was a tournament, you're assuming that the clubs had no knowledge that there was an Afghan tournament. Yeah, but but you are the you the custodian of football. You suffer. This is your under twenty three team. Yes, exactly. So the coach has been speaking to them. But I'm saying, why so then did you wait so late to speak to the PSL? Because the coach has been dealing with them. That's how our discussion was with the PSL. That's so my discussion with the PSL uh, uh, acting CEO. We were allowing the coaches to try and finalize the matter on, on their side. And where there were some challenges on one or two, we're trying to jointly resolve those. Okay, I just need to take a quick break. In a positive manner for the country and for the nation and rather rather not look for those aspects which may seem... Let me take a quick break. We'll continue. SAFM 104 to 107 nationwide. Leading the conversation.
conversation. We are talking to Safa's acting CEO, Mr. Russell Paul. You can send voice notes on WhatsApp on 061 410 if you do want to weigh in on the conversation or call us on 0891-104-207. Mr. Paul, before the break, I was just saying that um, 10 days, it seems to be just too short to give the PSL a notice, especially when you're saying that when we all knew that there was a junior AFCON coming up. You're saying that the coaches have been speaking to the clubs, but you only spoke to the PSL 10 days ago. I just, I still don't understand that. If you can just clarify it for us. Hello, Mr. Paul. Oh, I oh, hope oh, oh, I didn't chase him away. I just wanted some clarity because you were saying that uh, the coach has been speaking to the clubs, but I wanted to know why then did they wait so late uh, to speak to the PSL? I mean, when... When 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 was that game in Orlando when they hammered Zimbabwe by five goals to nil? Surely by then you knew that you had one one foot in in the junior Afcon there. And and the reason I'm asking folks is because we've had so many of these incidents over the years, and 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 people have always said there's been late communication, or there's no forward planning, or there's no foresight. And we've been told that we're gonna try and avoid going forward. The PSL has been very good in recent times with with with, with the CAF Champions League with continental football. They've been releasing fixtures early. They've been accommodating clubs and uh, they've always stressed that um, uh, early communication is very vital so that they can also work on their fixture list which is very very tight uh, so um, I don't think they're being helped here and that's just my opinion if you don't agree it's fine uh, we don't have to agree but you can also weigh in on that but I just wanted to understand from Mr. Russell Paul when uh, why did they leave it uh, so late and we seem like we are now struggling to get him uh, on the line but we've got Bandela from Orlando West that's called us though uh, Bandela let's take your call while we try to get Mr. Paul back on the line good evening Bandela hey Tara hey Tara I'm tired of one actually if you win the MTC and then the first team get relocated. Automatically, you get relocated as well, like that. Mm-hmm. And then what happens to those players who are playing for the uh, in the MTC? Uh, uh, well, for the team that is that is being relocated because the, the players from the first team are there as well. But remember that the club is still there, and all these players that are playing MTC are actually signed by professional clubs, so they belong to these clubs. Yes, what I'm trying to say. It's like for instance, if you get you have been relocated from first division, you go to a lower league again. Yeah. So with the players that you were competing with, you go to first division again. So with MTC, when 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 the first team get relocated, those players from the first team are still there. So what happens to the players that were playing in the MTC? Yes, no, I understand your point, but I think it's up to the clubs, though, uh, to decide what they do w- with their players because ultimately they do belong to the clubs and they've got contracts with the club. And on, the, on that note, do you think, do you think Bandele, is it right for Safa to take over MDC? And what do you make of MDC as a league? Ah, it's gone. Oh, sorry, we lost you, Bandele. Sorry about that. Let's go to Sonobo from Mondio. Sonobo, good evening. Uh, good evening, uh, member. How are you? Fine, thanks. A new member. Uh, maybe let us start with a question that uh, the guy there, my subject that I talked before me. Yes, yes. I, I think it's not. There's nothing wrong with. I think Safa is a custodian of football in this country. Yeah. I think uh, they are responsible for development as well, and I like as well the the issue of the age limit there. So I mm. do think, uh, yes, there's some sponsors that are going in there, but having Safa taking over so that we don't neglect that league. Yeah. It would be a good thing, I think, for football development in the country. And ultimately, but they are the custodians of football. 
Exactly. That's my point. Exactly. That's why I called uh, this CEO. I've been observing this guy uh, for a long time. I mean, okay, no, not I don't know him personally, but listening sure. to him on his commentary, it's a bit more arrogant. You can't answer your simple question because the management of SAFA and the management of PSM should have talked. You can't uh, delegate uh, uh, the coach to talk to the management of, of PSM. Mm. I mean, this guy is not answering your question. Instead, now he's running away. I don't think he's going to come back because you are cornering him, but not deliberately. So you're asking mm. a plain mere question that he can't answer. I mean, it's a, it's a principle. PSL management must talk to SAFA. It's a plain open secret that we know that they're not in good terms. But these are no, they're not running their families there. They shouldn't include emotions. They are running football of the country. It's not personal. So PSL, SAFA should have initiated a discussion with PSL. And the PSL is going to cooperate because they seem to be the ones that love the football of country, this country more than this SAFA. SAFA, they forget their role, that they are the custodians of football in this country. And they need to, to, to focus on the bigger picture, even the issue of outsurance, Tabiso. Mm. I mean, it, it was superimposed on PSL, and these guys are bullying. Mm. I mean, it can't work like that. And it doesn't make sense for the coach to go speak to the clubs about the players, and then when SAFA speaks to the PSL, the PSL says, no, we're not postponing our fixtures. And, and, and then how does it help? So surely SAFA should speak to the PSL first, and then the coach will take it from there then and go to the clubs when he's got clarity or the green light uh, that matches will be postponed and players will be released. And that's the clarity that I was trying to get from Mr. Russell Paul. We do hope that we'll get him. Katleko is still trying him at the back, but let's go to the voice notes. Hi, Tavis. Mohoma from Teben. I think what the gentleman is trying to say to you is the PSL knew that there is a chance of this competition happening so they should at least play their part and be ready in the interest of the public without Safa having to be the first one to engage them and back them. So the PSL needs to be responsible citizens and foresee these things coming and meet Safa halfway. Safa can be going to each team every now and then, beg them to release players. I think that's the point he's trying to put across. Okay, but but then on that note, how does the PSL become proactive? How do they know which players the coach will want to call up? What if the coach doesn't call um, any players from these from from these PSL teams and goes with uh, with other players? I'm just making an example because if you look at this under 23 teams, it's only SuperSport that really has, has has players that are regulars in this team in in Jamie Weber and in in Tebuho and in Sipombola. Those are three players already, and usually the rule says if you have three players, then your games must be postponed. I still think it was Safa's responsibility uh, to first go to the PSL and say look we've got this tournament coming up will you be able to accommodate us if your players are called up by the national team coach David Notwan good evening Tabi so good evening to uh, also the CEO can you please ask the CEO how is the relationship between the South African Football Association and the PSL uh, because we have heard that they are not in good terms and the other thing I think it, it look um, it is not a good thing that the multi-choice disc challenge must be under suffer because we all know they are broke uh, the South African footballers, they can't afford uh, that league. Let it be under the PSL and we see how they do. Because, listen, the other thing I wanted to say uh, to uh, the CEO, he is very, very arrogant. He's an arrogant man. He can't ask simple questions, uh, 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 you know, simple questions. Any other question I want to, uh, wanted to post uh, to him is the issue, how much did the SABC pay for these rights? Uh, how, what money did they pay? Thank you very much. 
That was actually also going to be my question there, uh, Libra, about the money, because we know that the money was the issue. I remember the last time we spoke to Safa, we were also told uh, that the SABC is still owing Safa money. And I wanted to find out then if everybody's starting on a clean slate now. And, and like you said, how much are we talking about? But with the issue of MTC, though, I think Safa do have a point, uh, because if it's an under-20 league or an under-21 league, it should belong to Safa. And like you're saying, they don't have money. So that maybe that cash injection then from multi-choice will actually help them. And because uh, that's what's used to run this league. But we'll speak to Velile Nyandu after this break because we can't get hold of Mr. Paul. Here, there, and everywhere. <laughs> SAFM 106.2 FM in Zanin. Well, since we can no longer get hold of Mr. Paul, and apologies uh, for that, we have tried. Katlech has tried at the back there. Uh, let's speak to SABC's senior sports reporter and former SA Sports Journalist of the Year, Velile Mnyandu, just to get his thoughts here. Velile, thank you for joining us here on SAFM, and good evening, sir. Uh, good evening, Taviso, and also to SFM Business. Mr. Paul has just told us that they only uh, wrote to the PSL 10 days ago to ask them if they can... Uh, uh, accommodate them for the junior AFCON that's happening in Egypt. Uh, is 10 days ago good enough, Velile? I think uh, that's poor in my opinion, and especially as someone who's followed the story very closely. You will recall what happened back in 2011 um, when we went to play in Morocco uh, in the same under 23 championships. Um, coach Sheikh Mashaba was the coach at that time, and there was a big um, uh, a problem that we encountered at the time. You remember that we didn't qualify. We, that mm-hmm. squad posted one of the top, top um, players that we had at the time. The likes of Tulane Serrero, the George Malulekas, uh, I think the Andy Jalis were also part of those schools. But they couldn't travel um, at, at that time. And um, I think Malalu Osama ended up going. But then, um, in 2015, um, we saw something... Um, happening between Safa and PSL, and that was very good in my opinion. The PSL suspended um, the matches mm. in 2015. We were in Senegal, and that squad went on to qualify uh, for the Olympics. And the following year, the PSL again suspended the program, um, and we, we, we qualified again. Because it is very important um, to know that having our best players. Uh, at the AFCON is not only beneficial to Safa and the country, but also to the PSL clubs as well. Because it's, it's, it's this international tournament um, where we get to see these players also being exposed uh, to to overseas clubs, especially to, to European clubs. In the case of Kick and Dolly, his team, when they signed him, they also mentioned his exposure at the Olympics as well. And you'll recall what happened when uh, Mubarak marked Neymar out of the game mm. uh, against um, uh, Brazil, you know. So, for, I think you were at the stadium, right? Because yeah. we were both in Rio. Come again? I'm saying I think you were at the stadium for for those games in the Olympics in 2016. Yes, yes, yes. I was there. I remember visiting them also in the last game um, because it it was a, a double header. Nigeria was playing in the same game. Um, John Obi-Mikele was there. We were playing in São Paulo. So we all know that the PSL. Um, they do the draw for the officials for the season in June. Mm. And at that time, yes, we knew that we still have to play against Zimbabwe. But, I mean, this is something that should have been sorted back then, uh, Tabison, um, to say there's this possibility that we'll qualify. And also, 10 days ago, we qualified 
when we won five, uh, five mil mm. um, here in Orlando. Uh, at Orlando Stadium, you know, that is when also this discussion should have started because it is not a big issue uh, for some PSL clubs to also ask for the, their features to be moved around, you know. Mm. But when does that get to happen, you know? So I, I think, in my opinion, is this communication only started 10 days ago, then it is poor, in my opinion. This is something that should have been sorted out long time ago, especially if it didn't happen uh, when the features were drawn from the beginning of the season, but at least when we ensured our qualification. Because the 5 mil was on a Friday, and then we're playing on Tuesday. That's when uh, the qualification was confirmed. So that letter that was sent 10 days ago should have happened back then. Uh, there was another voice note that says maybe it's the PSL that should have gone to Safa and say that we know that you have a tournament. Are you going to need us to do something for you? How do you respond to that? I think it's the Safa Technical Office um, that should have advanced that because this is also a technical matter. Um, because it's the coach who knows. I remember, I remember what happened back in... Uh, uh, I think it was in for, for, for the yeah for, for for the Olympics in twenty in twenty sixteen. Um, Safa had to continuously forward the names to the PSL. I think they started with the top fifty or with the top forty. You know, um, that's how this happened. Even when we, we, I travelled with the under twenty two the under twenty one cup in twenty seventeen. Um, if you recall, there there were even arrangements that were made. Um, I remember someone like Riff Rosler because they at least won the league uh, before they, they could even play. He managed to to, to get there before uh, they, they played their first game. In fact, I was on the same flight uh, with Riff Rosler going to, to South Korea. And with uh, Debucho Mukwena, Mukwena arrived just before uh, the second game and he managed to, to play two games. So... The SA, because the technical office is with them, and those are the people who are responsible for the selection of the team. They know who they want. They are the ones uh, who should always uh, play that role of um, being proactive. Because sometimes I, I just feel that uh, there are people here who are, who are not being proactive, especially for me, the suffer technical office. Finally, now, what is the logical conclusion here, considering the fact that this tournament falls outside uh, the FIFA window, outside the FIFA break? What do you expect to happen, or what do you think should happen, or what would you like to well, happen? Well, well, well. If you look at it, Tabiso, um, for me, this is not really a big, big, big issue because what we are talking about here is two rounds of fixtures, and um, the first game for our team is on the ninth. Um, I think. So on on that night, that is the same day when uh, there's also the derby here at home. Mm. But one of the clubs that is most affected by this is the Super Sport United. And you saw the arrangement that was done um, when Sundown, in fact, when, when Bafana Bafana went to play Libya. TSL mm. forwarded some features forward. Uh, they, they, they forwarded some features forward uh, to make sure that uh, because the majority of the players were coming to come from Sundowns, from Pleasure Chiefs, uh, from and, and super sport. So that is the, that arrangement that should have been done here. But this is not something that should have started 10 days ago. You know, However, the possibility is still there because it's just uh, the two rounds of features. Mm. Otherwise, the tournament uh, from the 9th or from the 10th until the tournament finishes, that is still within um, the, the, the FIFA international break. And 
remember what is crucial there is to make at least the final um, or the third place, mm. win the third place, and then you, you've qualified uh, to, to talk next year. Okay, Valila, we're going to have to leave it there. Thanks for your insight. Apologies, folks. We couldn't get hold of Mr. Russell Paul. People suggesting that he ran away. I don't want to believe that. Maybe the line was just bad, and hopefully we'll get another chance to speak to him again.